this week on the Tie-In. Hello and welcome to the Tie-In. This week we have the second half of our Troy Humphreys interview and we get a little deeper into the uh, reason for the season, the um, reasoning behind the seasoning and uh, the reason by Hoobastank, GDC. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Johnny Cartel and Mike Doggett at Troy. And we're back. We're here with Troy Humphreys still. I'm going to ask you the biggest question, Troy. Are you willing willing? to put on the line house and home Uh to break your NDA and tell us what you're working on right now? No. Okay, that was our only (laughs) question. Uh, (laughs) This interview is over. (laughs) That's that's the only one I had. Shut it down. (laughs) We're shutting it down. (laughs) <laughs> all right let's hop into these questions let's uh cartel would you like to start off with the bombardment <laughs> well i figured uh what what would uh i figured i'd go with the beginning uh <laughs> with uh you know what all uh what, what got you interested in uh working with uh, video games oh working with video games um i don't know like i i always you know enjoyed video games like uh i think i was uh was like under 10 when the NES came out, right? And that just kind of blew me away. And um, I was fortunate enough to get my parents to get me one of those. And from there, you know, was just, just always a big fan. Played a lot of Street Fighter and, oh, yeah. Oh, a fellow fighting game enthusiast, yeah, yeah. huh? Early, and, fight, uh, early I, fighting game enthusiast, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say I'm, I'm super rusty at this point. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was always, like, a, a really big game for me. Was it a big um, game for you and your brother, perhaps, or is it just? Um, well, uh, my brother is ten years younger than me, so okay. when I was okay. first getting into to games, you know, he didn't exist yet. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, so um, no, and then you know, my my grandfather uh, was a IBMer. Um, Okay. Uh, and he he was like in management, so so he didn't like program or anything, but he did. He he got me. Uh, he put me in front of his computer and, and taught me how to use DOS and, and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of sparked my interest in computers. Um, and then you know when you get in the high school and people start asking you like you know what do you want to do? Um, and uh, I knew I wanted to work in games, but I, I had no idea how to do that. You know, like I didn't know anybody that worked in games. You know, if you if you think about when when I was growing up, like every game I played, from what I understood, came from Japan, right? I, like, like how do, yeah. how do you work on a video, you know, in an industry that seems to be in one country? Um, and so I I, did, I had no idea how to do that, and so um, I got lucky. Uh, I was at a barbecue in my senior year of high school, and uh, all the, the the parents were asking all all the 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 kids, you know, like you know, what do you want to do and where are you going to go to school and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, I told them, you know, video games, but I, I really don't know what I'm going to, what I'm doing. So I was just going to get a CS degree at UCF in Orlando. And one of their kids, older kids was going to full sale for an animation scholarship. Um, and they, they told me about full sale and that they had a game degree. So I was like, Oh, that's pretty wild. So I looked it up and, and saw that, uh, you know, they, they give an AS, uh, for game development. So I told my parents and, uh, they were like, um, they're like, Oh, that sounds cool. Like how much is it? And it was like 34 K for an AS or something like that. And my parents were like, you will never go to that school. That is too much money for an AS. Right. <laughs> um, and 
they're like, you're nuts or you're never going there. So, but they did, they did realize that there was, they, they do this thing called behind the scenes where they, they let people come up and check out the campus um, and that kind of stuff. So they're like, well, we'll go and we'll check it out, you know, at least. So they could, you know, they, I'm pretty, I'm positive. They were like, well, we're going to go do this thing. And then we could tell them no for real. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we go and, and having a good time and, and like checking out the campus. Campus is awesome. Um, uh, oh man, the early 2000s campus. That was, I mean, I've, yeah. That amazing. Was, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh. there, there's nothing like it. Even to this day, it's still got like the best hardware of like all the fields that you can want at, at, at this, at the school. So anyway, so, so I go and like, I'm just kind of blown away and, and, you know, we're, we're walking out of the place and I'm ready. To, I'm like tr- trying to psych myself up to try to convince my, my parents to, to go and my parents look look at me and they go, "You have to go to this school. Um, this is this is the place for you." So um, that was it, man. And so um, I had to basically work a half a year after school to save up enough money to pay for living expenses for the for the time that we were going to be up up there. Um, so I just hustled that summer and, and fall and um, uh, showed up and you know met Mike Cartel. That that was that's that's how how it all started. So that that's what got me into it. The old uh, behind the scenes sold your parents, huh? Yeah, that that's, that they did it. Yeah, somehow. That's, that's I mean I, I'm pretty sure that's that's what sold <laughs> that's my parents awesome. as well. So yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That the hardware there and and the, the opportunities are um, it's pretty awesome. Definitely one of the funnest educational experiences I've had. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, uh, I just really I, I while I was there I. I did nothing but think about making video games and everybody I was surrounded with was thinking the same thing about their careers, whether it was video games or like cartel with recording and, um, or like other friends in animation or, or digital media and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so it's good. Yeah. And like, I, I still keep in contact with the school. I was on the advisory board for a number of years. Um, and so I'd go back and give talks and stuff like that. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been a great time. Actually, at GDC this year, uh, got dinner with um, Sean Kendall and Dustin Klingman, who were professors there. Sean is the program director over there now um, for the game game degrees and stuff. And Dustin is like some high-level manager at Sony. Like, he's doing really cool stuff. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's hey, cool. He worked it's on cool. PS5. Yeah, yeah, he worked on PS5, got that launched, man. And so he's having a great time. Um and uh, it was awesome seeing him. So, and he was the, both these guys were, were professors of ours uh, in the game development program. So, really cool stuff. So yeah, that's how I got in. I actually have a uh, social media post coming out the day after this episode drops with a uh, QR code to full sale. If anybody wants to check that out, I figured uh, why not? Sweet. Yeah, I, I'll say, and I think Troy will probably echo this that nothing ever felt like homework or work for like for two years oh yeah easy you just you went in and whatever work was there in front of you it was like you were excited to do it because you were learning something new you were Mm -hmm. like learning how to do something that you've had a question in the back of your head like how do i get graphics on the screen like how do i actually have a mouse interact with those graphics like how do i know what i'm clicking on how do i make it uh act like there's gravity like Mm -hmm everything that you were doing were answering questions you had in your head. Yep. It never felt like work. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only downside was like you you wish it was longer, right? Like there was yeah. there's definitely more content, you know, to be taught, you know, and so um you know, it's good that they offer a bachelor's now, even a master's. Um so there's quite a bit of school there <laughs> if you really want to get into it. Um but yeah, that was probably my only complaint was like, oh man, I could have you know, I wish our final project was probably like three months longer and, and yeah. uh, you know, all that stuff. So. Oh, man, uh, I remember you guys' final project. That thing yeah, yeah. rocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. The, 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 uh, oh, man, I remember. Uh, first-person shooter? Yeah. Was it first-person shooter? Well, it was a networked first-person shooter. Yeah, it was a networked shooter and, and – uh, I remember Cookie was like, we got to have the pentagrams. We got to have the pentagrams. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. So, uh, yeah. Was it, was it Mike, was it, was it you that figured out the, like, the wall stacking? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that was like a cool. Um, Do you know that's come out in games since then? The stacking? Uh, no, the jumping off the wall though. The wall stacking was a uh, but the yeah, <laughs> but where you where you uh, make the wall come up, and then if you time it right, you can jump off the top. Oh, of jump it off too. it! Don't they do that yeah. in Overwatch with? Uh, yeah, in Overwatch has it. Yep, that's awesome. And, that's... I, and I was like, you know what? We did that first. We did that in your know splat. Knew about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe maybe there's uh, we could yeah. uh, try to get some Overwatch money. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That, that, um, they they it, looked it, at our student project from twenty years ago when they were making that game. I know what happened. It is it is funny to like to like to like play Overwatch and and see like wait Splat was really into this thing this this, this like you know uh, uh, cult IP and then see that in the character and just be like that's he he had to have like had been a part of that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, there there was another like that battle royale. What, what was it? Uh, spell. Oh man, there was like a mage battle royale. Um, oh, that was that it? was so uh, close to to our student. Pro- I mean, it was it was way. It's better. already been shut down, hasn't it? I think it? so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you could combine different spells and stuff. Like our final project was like a wizard shooter, um, competitive shooter. Uh, um, so like when when I saw that game, I I think I I think I texted it to, to Mike and I was like, oh look, our game's here. Yeah, this is awesome. Yep. Um, so yeah. We were on the something back then, but oh well. <laughs> Sweet. Cartel, you're still up? Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 are there any great or bad past work experiences you can share with us? Uh, there's lots of great and bad experiences. Uh... Don't, don't say the company <laughs> I don't, names. I don't, so. I don't know. Um, I, you know, like the... I, I'll say this. Um, making games is very hard. Um <laughs> You know, like you, you imagine you put a hundred super creative people in the same building for years, and everybody has a slightly different picture of what the game is in their head, um, mm-hmm. and a slightly different understanding of their. Everyone's an expertise on a small bit of it, right? So, so now you have this kind of perfect storm of creative people all trying to make something together without pissing each other off it's it's kind of like an impossibility um and it's really really difficult to run these projects so um you know like things just go go real bad real easy so oh i can um, imagine i can imagine as a person who's worked with uh, the rock and roll field uh, right yeah 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 so it's yeah you know competing egos and ideas and 
you know, and, and like a lot of these things are like great in their own right, right? It's just like kind of getting them combined together and, and all that kind of stuff. So, so definitely, definitely a lot of bad, bad stuff. Um, I, I think my, my best experiences were working on um, the Transformers games at High Moon. Um, just, just a really, really fun time, really great group. Uh, we actually, um, the, the cool, really cool thing about High Moon back then was the way we built, we built games. We, we, we did agile development, which is kind of like a bad word these days, but, but it, we, we did it really well. Um, we were really efficient, um, uh, just like, you know, for some metrics, like I think the first game, um, we made, and I think a little over two years, which is very fast, um. And with like probably I think 120 people, um, and so we, we knocked that one out. And then the second game we did in two years um, with 80 people, or or maybe a little bit under 80 people, right? So and the amount of overtime I worked on the second game was probably like five hours, if I'm being being honest. It was like some stupid small oh, wow. number. Um, and so. Like that, like, and that game was was twice as good as the first game. Just, just you know, we were, uh, you know, making the sequel, and everything was just a little bit better. Um, and so, um, it was really awesome. Like, I, I really thought we kind of figured out, like, um, you're talking about the Transformers games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. False, Fall Cybertron or War for Cybertron was the first game, and then Fall Cybertron was the second game. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, there, there's a couple little missteps here and there. I think that we probably could have done better on, but like. Those, I mean, come on, man. We did it. We did a, a game in two years, and as an engineer, I only worked five hours of overtime. You know, I, I know our level designers did much more overtime than I did, um, but they, you know, those those guys are insanely creative, right? So they'll make a they'll make a level and go, ah, I want I want to change it, and then they'll they'll change it, you know, yeah. and like because it's just the their creative itch that they have to hit sometimes, and sometimes it's just not working, right? And you're trying to figure out um, how to merge, like, some some cool mechanics with the story and stuff. Um, but, you know, we had a really great team. Um, uh, our, I, like, I, I want to, our, our EP, Chuck, that guy, he should write a book. Um, he, he did such a great job um, uh, keeping us on track and stuff, and, and all the leads there. Um, so, anyway, it was a really, really fun project. I, some of my favorite people, um, I met on that on those projects, and uh, yeah, a lot of them are still over there. I think uh, my favorite high moon. high moon game would be the Deadpool. Uh... Deadpool, yeah, yeah, Deadpool. Uh, I want to play it. Oh, you you got to find that it. physical <laughs> copy because it's delisted, buddy. Yeah, it's gone, um, and uh, it is expensive. <laughs> such bullshit! That games get delisted. It is yeah. expensive. <laughs> I I don't know what the whole story for that is, but I know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so, so when, when, you know, you know, I talk about Transformers, you know, how we had about like maybe, maybe like 120 to 140 people on the, the first one. And then we, we shrunk down to 80. Um, that's because another team sp- spun off. Um, so we ended up being a two team studio at the time. And, and one of the games that they worked on uh, while we were doing Fall Cybertron was, was Deadpool. Um, and so what those guys did in the amount of time that they had, was incredible um i i i still don't know how they did it um and the amount of fun they had was annoying like do you all you would, <laughs> you would just hear them especially the cinematics designers man uh you would hear them just dying laughing at the stuff they were doing because like you know deadpool could 
you know, break the fourth wall, right? So like yeah. he's yeah. just, you know, they're just doing ridiculous shit. And and uh, it, what's what's funny is like like the a lot of the a couple of the cinematics designers uh, that worked on Deadpool, one of them's I think the lead cinematic director on Diablo Four. Um, I think another one. I think she's she's a senior lead in cinematics over there at Blizzard too. And so they went from like doing that kooky, you know, Deadpool stuff, right? And now they're doing, you know, like Diablo is known for its cinematics, right? So now they're doing really sick stuff with that, you know. And so, so to see people kind of like grow into these awesome roles is, is pretty awesome. But I remember them when I remember. Where there was poop, poop jokes and and you know all that kind of stuff and and, and Deadpool uh, and you'd you'd walk by I'm not bread and butter here you know yeah you'd walk by and you you'd go like what are you, what are you guys doing they're like oh god you gotta see the shit right and so they they'll show you and you're just you know the stuff like like it's now I can't remember like how much I've seen like how much actually got into the game and what was cut and and why it was cut for what reasons and some of it was just just maybe was just a little too inappropriate so some of it got cut but the, the <laughs> you know they did a really amazing job and so yeah that was built off of the uh, war for cybertron code base they they split it off and 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 kind of reworked a lot of the stuff to to get that to um to work and and i i mean gosh you know i think they killed it um yeah, yeah i wish i had said. a physical yeah. copy I, I don't know if i have one Ooh, oh, oh, am I the only one to have have one? Oh, damn! That'd be sick. What what's what system cartel? Uh, probably PS4 for sure. I don't know if I have the Xbox. <laughs> I don't know if I have an Xbox, <laughs> but I know I yeah. bought the PS4. Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Reissue or remaster or whatever for? I was gonna make you mail it to me. Just to piggyback off of Cartel's question, real quick. Uh, have you ever had anything you were working on cut? For budget reasons or time constraint reasons, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that's that's the the real trick. And sometimes just because it's not it's not good. Um, you know, you're you you're, you you go into something, you're like, oh, it's gonna be cool, and then you, you do it, and you're like, man, ah, that kind of sucks. Um, and so for sure, um, everything from mechanics and AI, and um, I've had full projects, <laughs> full complete prototypes yeah. canned. Um, you know, and sometimes it's for good reasons. Sometimes, you know, things happen that um, you don't have control over. Um, I, I almost don't – like if – luckily these were – like the as far as the projects that got cut, um, they weren't – like they got cut like right after Greenlight. Right, which is which is basically when they they're like, okay, you got enough of a prototype and a foundation that we we get the game, and we can sell it to you, or we could we'll we'll, we'll fund it. Um, and so it's kind of good, like you want to know then, right? You don't want to like get greenlit and then get almost to the end and then it get canceled. So I've never had anything like yeah. that. Uh, but I mean, I, we've put anything from like five to eight months into something um, and have a cut, uh, have the whole project cut, you know. Um, wow. and so like, <clears throat> I mean, it's not at all a loss, you know, like, like no, there, no, there's no, lots of tech and, and stuff that you get to, to reuse and stuff. Um, I'm so, just thinking the, in my industry, it's like, it's like, yeah, that, that tours a bust boom, like, you know, start yeah. Over. Oh, yeah. 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 So like, yeah, so it could be pretty, it could be, it could be brutal, but, um, those are actually pretty fun projects. A lot of those prototypes. So some of them, some of them weren't. <laughs> and I, I'm assuming as. We're seeing now with, uh, I don't know if you guys have watched any of the stuff that's happening with uh, Iron Mace Studios and Dark and Darker 
Mm. I'm assuming things getting cut can put you in a weird position if you then move on to a similar project. Oh, as far as I, I'm, yeah, I'm not, NDAs and I'm not familiar with with that situation. But yeah, that can be, um, you know, especially if there's some bitter parties. Um, you know, I can see that happening, but I'm, I'm not super familiar with with what's happening with those guys. Yeah, basically, Nexium, I think, hmm. uh, was working on a project, scrapped it. Uh, some of their people left and went to Iron Mace, and Iron Mace was working on a similar project. Hmm. Uh, so now Nexium is suing Iron Mace, saying that they stole stuff and stole employees. Ah, that's tough, man. That's never fun. It's gone as far as police raiding the studio Ooh. and. Iron Mace had one of the funniest responses where they put in a general description of, you know, a multiplayer D&D based dungeon yeah. crawler game. Right. It's been made into ChatGPT. Oh. And ChatGPT basically spat their game out at them and were and their their response was like, "See Nexium? That's how you make this game. Right, <laughs> we didn't yeah, steal yeah. it from you. <laughs> treasure chests look like fucking treasure chests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. It's it's tough, you know, like you, you go like, oh, um, oh, there's AI that do that in other games or mechanics that are the same mechanic in other games and and um, I think you know, people go like, Oh, you're 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 lifting shit, you know, like you really have to lift the whole game, you know, like Flappy Bird mm. clone or something like that to, to be like really stealing. Um I think like um, you know, actually the the Marvel Snap talk that I saw um, uh, this year at GDC, like uh, their their uh, chief creative officer um, said something along the lines of um, he's a chef and he needs ingredients, right? Good ingredients, and so he's mm. always looking out for really great ingredients. He's playing board games and video games and watching movies and all this kind of stuff because this these ingredients when you put them together. And add your own secret sauce and your own methods of putting it together. That's when you get a really great dish. And so, you know, when I when I think of other people kind of using, um, you know, mechanics that I've, I've worked on, like like Evolve, one of the big mechanics I, I think um, that they did was like the ping, where you can ping a location, um, and that became super huge. And then the you know um, Apex. Uh, took that idea and, and just made it even better, right? So, you know, none of us would I would I say would would look at Apex and go, oh, they stole our ping. We'd go, oh, fuck, look at what the cool shit they did with ping. You know, um, yeah. is really what we're saying. You know, so I think it's it's kind of known like uh, um, that like we're gonna you know big borrow and steal um, inspiration from all kinds of games. Um, it's a real mm-hmm. terrible situation when you have studios like that kind of going after each other um, for something, especially as like. A dungeon, you know, a dungeon RPG game. I mean, how many of those have, have been out over the years? You know, um, yeah. <laughs> and and they, people keep making them because they're super fun. <laughs> they're they're fun to make and fun to play. You know, like fuck. I played the Dark and Darker Alpha, I think it was, and I would have paid for the game right then. Oh wow! Even with it being rough, right? Um, but yeah, uh, I don't mind a rough game. <laughs> I like rough games. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. That's all I play at work is a rough game until it finishes, until, until we're done. <laughs> just rough. So, so, uh, so Troy, you, uh, you got a uh, favorite uh, game movie tie-in overall? Uh, not necessarily one that you've worked on, but, uh, you know, like, is there a favorite, like, 
tie-in. Yeah, basically, tie-in. Uh, besides the ones you've worked on, is there another <laughs> one that we can make you come back onto the show for? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, or a possible so, I mean, episode idea. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, my favorite movie tie-in, um, hands down, is Goldeneye. Um, I think I spent most of high school uh, playing that game. All right. Well, that's uh, no good because uh, we've already done that one. So uh, you gotta, well, gotta have to give tough. me another answer. <laughs> that's tough. Well, that's my. I, I'm talking about my favorite here. So well, I don't care if you guys uh, got a tie-in or not. You're gonna have to give me a number so. two then. What's your runner-up? Um, uh, like uh, uh, my runner-up. Does it have to be a movie tie-in or is it just um like part of the TV IP? series too? What do you got? What do you got? Does it have to be like I, I mean like uh, quote unquote the, licensed IP? How about that? Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean the 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 new the Jedi Survivor. Um, oh, that drops in like what three weeks? No, uh, soon, right? Like real, real soon. I've already um, taken the the yeah. weekend off, so don't tell the yeah, other guys. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, yeah, no, that's that's I'm really looking forward to that. Um, you know, as far as as far as me, I've you know, I worked oh, that, on that literally comes out uh, in 20 days. It's uh, three weeks it's from it. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's sick. At I time of wait. recording. <laughs> I can't wait. Um. <laughs> yeah, I've already pre-ordered it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks, looks sick. Um, uh, but yeah, like as far as your episodes, if you guys want to be on for Transformers or, or Born or something like that, uh, absolutely. Just just let me know. I think we got to figure out a way to uh, play them Uh I, I have copies. Totally, totally legally. We play all Quote games unquote. totally legally. <laughs> Quote, unquote, totally legally. <laughs> I think that's our only uh, hindrance on the old... Uh... But yeah, once we figure that out, mm, you'll be back. Sweet. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll invite you back uh, and... Uh, yeah. But yeah, as, as far as like favorite IP games, uh, I mean, the Batman Arkham series is Ooh. just, you know... All, oh, all time. I'm right up like, there with you. I don't amazing. think these two have ever played them. So, you know. oh god, I a, have too. I have never played it all. I didn't play it all the way through. Oh, they're so uh, good. They're fantastic. Kyle was super into them, so I played them. I helped him with oh, some nice. parts. Sweet, yeah, yeah. They're they're fantastic. All right, well, that's enough getting to know you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get to the real reason why we roped you in all here. Right. You just got back from GDC. I did. Michael, did you have some questions? Uh, sure. Just give like a quick uh, rundown. Uh, I've been to three or four of these. So GDC is the Game Developers Conference. Just like a quick rundown for uh, other people of what this is, because it's not an E3. So it's not what people would yeah. think of as a normal conference. So just a quick rundown of what this is. Yeah. So um, you have your conferences like E3 and PAX and stuff. And those are those are mostly for consumers um, th- where they show off games, right? So GDC is for developers. Um, and so the way it's typically a week long, um, the uh, um, first two days is what they call the summits. And, and it's basically just lectures from like eight in the morning till six in the afternoon. Um, and it, there's lots of different people giving talks, um, about different video games, different topics. Um, what's cool about the first two days in the summits is the summits are kind of focused on a particular area, right? So I typically go to the AI summit, um, but there's also things like the, the math summit. Um, there's, uh, indie game summit, level design summit, animation summit, uh, education summit, 
um, which are all kind of like focused little pockets, like mini conferences that are that are focused on particular um, topics. Um, and who's leading those summits usually? Uh, so it's it's usually um, just people in the industry, right? The uh, GDC, I believe, um, kind of reaches out for people um, to kind of get involved and help them run these summits and, and get speakers. Um, sometimes uh, developers or people get together and, and pitch a summit to them, I, I think, as well. Um, and so that stuff happens. I've never been a part of that. Um, but uh, I know uh, um, the, the people who do the AI Summit, um, I've, I've uh, hung out with them a good amount of time uh, when at GDC. So I hear a little bit of how the, some of that process goes, and it's always changing. So, uh, But so yeah, that, that's your first two days. And then the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is the main conference. And so there's like kind of two uh, kind of big uh, like areas, right? There's, there's the expo which um, is kind of like a normal trade show expo where you'll have a bunch of vendors um, that basically have services and goods that developers use, right? So you'll have people selling kind of mocap, motion capture gear, or they'll be selling, you know, server infrastructure or like Unreal um, Epic will have the Unreal Engine booth and Unity will have a Unity booth and, and that kind of stuff. So you can go there, kind of see the latest and greatest of stuff that they're kind of pitching and trying to sell you. Um, this year, they, they seem to expand it. I, I think they had like this concept of um, games from different countries, right? To kind of give more exposure of the different studios all around the world, which is pretty cool. So you saw like Brazil and Germany and they had booths with all the different little, uh, all not little, but different developers showing off their games and stuff. I actually got to uh, chat with the guys um, that are doing at Rockfish that are doing Everspace 2 um, and uh, chat to them about their about their game and stuff for a little bit, which is really dope. So I got to be a fanboy for a little bit, which is great. Um, and then <laughs> the outside the expo, there's also um, the uh, there's also the main conference talks, uh, which are less um, kind of clumped up and focused like the summits, um, but they're still kind of like art talks or programming talks or production talks and all that kind of stuff. So um, those are kind of like um, uh, just, just more three days of, of more lectures and stuff like that. And that's what I mostly spend my time on is, is all the lecture stuff. You also have the Developers uh, Choice Awards, I think it's called, where uh, we give awards to the games that we like. Um, this is different from like the video game awards or anything like that. Um, it's basically having your peers recognize excellence um, in, in different studios. Um, I didn't I didn't check it out this year. It's usually kind of packed, and um, I know I could watch it later uh, or check it out later. So um, uh, so I, I kind of skip it, <laughs> but it's super cool. Um, I wouldn't skip it if I was getting an award, but uh, I am not getting an award. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is uh, one thing I did want to ask. Uh, do you have to have paid to go to GC to then watch the videos on the website? Oh, um, I believe you could buy a year pass to get access to the website um, to see all that, gotcha. the talks and stuff. Um, and I think you, and you could, you, you pay for a ticket to go to GDC. They're very expensive. Um, uh, the X you could, you could pay just to go to the expo, which I, or at least you could, I haven't done it in a long time, um, which was, which was uh, cheaper. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, the whole thing costs money unless you're speaking. If you're speaking, you, you get a free pass. Um, and I've done that a couple times, uh, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really fun time and, um, I call it nerd camp. 
and <laughs> I got I got my nerd camp friends that I've met there and I keep in contact with and we hang out all week and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it the the three or four times that I went there. It's, it's yeah, like I mean the whole week of learning stuff and uh, finding other people that are just as into it as you are. Yeah, yeah. You went to GDC, Michael. Our yeah, first time at GDC, me and Mike this, went. This is news to me. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't know that. Uh, maybe I did and just forgot. Yeah, we... All right, Troy, you can leave. Mike? <laughs> I think I even drove you guys to the airport. Uh... You, yeah, you probably yeah, did. I think so. I mean, we were, I, 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 we were still students. Um, it was super... Was it, was it the first time... Was was when we went the the Quasal people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we oh, is that true? Shit. The Maybe first time the we went. Time. Yeah, yeah. The first time we went, it was in San Jose, and I remember because yeah. I was twenty and I couldn't get into any bars. It sucked. And then and, it was uh, San Francisco after that. Yeah, then it was San Fran. I think that was when we were with the the Quasal people. So yeah, the, our first time we went, we 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 shit. Damn, like I'm really having a hard time remember. Um, but yeah, we went to, uh, San Jose. That's when it was in San Jose. Um, I remember us, like we were in some, some, uh, hotel and, um, we had people like American McGee and Stevie Case and John Romero hanging out. And I remember just like being five feet away from them, just like listening to him and going, ah, holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah, this is super yeah. cool. Um, and then John Romero with his hair. Dude, yeah, it's oh, it's. I saw him. I saw him this year too. I, I didn't say hi. I, yeah, I, I've talked to him a couple of times. I, I'm sure he doesn't remember who I am, but uh, he's 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 a very nice guy. I, if you get a chance to talk to him, definitely hit him up. But um, yeah, he was there uh, this year too. Um, but I remember the the year we went with Quasal, like like they snuck us into a Microsoft party. Remember that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool stuff. That's cool. But yeah, um, twenty years ago. Yeah, over twenty years. Over twenty <laughs> yeah, years ago. <laughs> I'm that old. It age us here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you attend the Tiny Tina Gearbox presentation about I uh, didn't. game development during the pandemic? I didn't. I didn't. Um, I almost did. Um, I went and had lunch with my friends uh, Dave and Corey, um, and they're lead level designers on on Wonderland um, over there. And so I was like, oh, what's that? You know, because the talk was coming up. I think it was either later that afternoon or whatever. And I was like. I was like, hey, do you know this person? Or you think they're going to give you a good talk and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, yeah, super good talk. Definitely go check it out. Um, but I think I got – there was another talk at the same time that I really, really wanted to go see. That's uh, always the hard part about GDC. Yeah. yeah. Like I, so like the my strategy is I just put everything on my schedule that looks interesting so I have a record of it. So if I end up going to something else – because a lot of times somebody was like, oh, I'm going to go – you know, you go to a talk – you watch it, you stand outside and like, you know, chat with your friends about the talk or something. And then, you know, what you, what you liked about it or whatnot. And then you're, you're like, Oh, what are you going to go see? Right. And you kind of buddy off and you buddy up and, and go with them. And sometimes you'll hear them say like, Oh, this is talk and you didn't see it. And you're like, Oh shit, I'm going to go do that talk. Um, so long as your game warp tour. Yeah. So like, as long as you know <laughs> what the talk was that if you're going to miss a talk, um, and, and record that talk or record the name of the talk, you'll be able to go see it in the vault later. Um, and and just watch it then which which is typically what i do um so yeah it's it's a great time but no i didn't get to see that uh, i wonder what the big um i wonder what the like cool kind of points for that I, it's probably about their big trends everyone had to do like a crazy transition going from 
you know, non-COVID work from home to, to COVID mm-hmm. work from home. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to ask you next is what what was your remote game dev experience like after having done it in the studio for so long and then mm-hmm. to have been hit by the, the COVID work from home restrictions? Um, it went pretty smoothly, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, it was wild, right? Because everybody was saying like two to three weeks. Uh, (laughs) you know, that that didn't didn't go, it didn't turn out that way. Um, so luckily our, at Turtle Rock, I was, cause I was at Turtle Rock at the time and, um, they had their IT stuff kind of, kind of down pretty, pretty well. Um, and, uh, it didn't, I don't, I don't think it took much for them to, um, get us all up and running and we did a remote in. So we did like kind of remote desktop in, um, to, to the machines at the office. And I think they had to like improve our internet connection or like like one of the one of the pipes up or down or something um to allow us to basically sync to the builds because they're just like a, just a ton of data um we all had to get on like the, the highest bandwidth uh connections that we could get um and and like i you know like we were in irvine county which is which is this kind of software heavy place and so i bet like um the uh, cable or the internet provider out there like Cox, you know, I bet they were dying trying to keep up with the, the bandwidth. Yeah. Um, and so, but it was, was pretty, pretty smooth. Um, and then when I, when I went over to Lightspeed, they, it was still during pandemic. And so they shipped a, a machine out to me and, and that was pretty smooth too. Um, the, the things you got to like do differently are like, you know, meetings get different. Um uh, syncing with people becomes a, a thing you have to kind of actively do. Um, but uh, I think there, there's some good things, right? Like uh, the things I liked about it is that like, it's harder for people to, to um, interrupt you. Right. And so your flow gets broken less um, than it did, you know, when you're at the office. Cause sometimes, you know, you would just be bombarded with people and you, you, you know, get there in the morning and then you look up and that's the day's over because you've been talking to people all day. Um, I had a, I had a couple of days like that this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's just frustrating. You're like, ah, it's good. Cause it's work. It's like good work. You should be doing this stuff and, and helping your teammates and stuff do stuff. But when you have your own stuff that you're trying to get done, you just, it's hard to feel like, Oh man, I've just been very unproductive on this task, you know? So, yeah. um, sometimes you're like, just leave me alone for a day so I can just do a bunch of little things and feel productive for a bit and kind of recharge and then, you know, help people again. But, um, but yeah, no, the remote thing's been too, you know, I, I'm full remote now, so, um, I'm very used to the whole workflow and, uh, yeah, not too bad. So were there any, uh, sessions or talks that you attended where the, uh, devs or the, uh, the team that was doing it just completely like blew you away with the stuff that they were doing? Or was it all just sort of like incremental progress that you, you already kind of knew about? Um, completely not, not, not like a big, completely blew me away thing. Um, and, and that could be just like, I, maybe i missed some of the talks, right. Um, I think the, some of the, um, the unreal facial motion capture stuff, which was, was pretty damn wild. Um, where they're able to do the mocap within like 30 seconds. um, Yeah. It was like under a minute, I think. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's. That stuff's getting wild. Um, all the AI stuff um, is getting oh boy, that's just it's it's getting really really nuts. Um, yeah. Outside of that, um, I think 
the stuff that are that's like the most was was like kind of the most eye opening was like I I went to a couple non programming talks right so one of the cool ones was um uh the world direction and art of Sifu which is this uh, like kind of kung fu game that came out mm. oh yeah uh, I think, oh yeah I think last year pretty sick um, yeah pretty cool like hearing how they came up with their world building and the styles and um was was really cool process right um they they you know you you kind of like as someone who's ignorant of that st- of, of art direction and, and all that kind of stuff as, as myself um you know you kind of just think like ah oh, just they made it look cool you know um yeah. and you know like just hand wavy stuff and then they really get into it that there's a real process um with how they you know uh they do this stuff and, and every time i kind of peek into these the different disciplines i'm always always kind of blown away at, at how much effort and thought and stuff goes into this stuff um because just they, they make it look so easy right so you're like oh wow that's super wild um but yeah that was a really really cool talk i really like that one um there was other good talks but they were kind of incremental um improvements and some of them some some talks i go to just because like they're a speaker that speaks a, a lot and they're just a good speaker um and so sometimes i'll go to those talks and go just 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 to like hear something explained very well you know uh, so but nothing nothing crazy i would say a couple of years ago i think uh back in 2016 um when ubisoft uh was talking about motion matching i think that was like a big pivot um, for how we kind of uh, process and, and do animation on characters, um, and that was like something that really blew me away when I when I uh, saw it. So, um, but nothing like big like that. I would say that I kind of um, saw this year. Right on. I was I was just thinking back to one of the GDCs we went to together, and it was like on a there was some I can't remember the name of the game, but it was like a Diablo clone. But the the tiniest little tech that they were doing was something that no other games were doing at the time, and that's where they were casting a ray from the camera's position to the player and then um, making all the polygons between them uh, translucent so you could see where your player was, which is like you just take that yeah. for granted now. But oh, at yeah, the yeah. time, it was like the first game to do that. You, right, you right. Can't, you would always lose your player behind buildings or something like that in an isometric uh, yeah. game like Diablo. And I this mean, that... game made it transparent so that you could see. So you could see right through. I, was, yeah. was that um, Dungeon Siege? From, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a gas gas powered uh, games. I think um, was it, is it gas powered games? I think so. I don't know if they're around anymore, but uh, that's a good pull. Though, that definitely seasons, definitely it. sounds like gas powered. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, those games were awesome. Um, yeah. I think they went on. Did, did they go on to do Torchlight, or was that somebody else? Or or maybe it was a different company, a former former devs, or something like that. But it was along that that style. I I I. Uh, I hit them up as a. I remember that I hit him up as a student. I was trying to get a job there. Um, I gave him a resume. Never heard anything. <laughs> uh, you know, Probably but it was pretty hard. Yeah, was pretty and hard you're still in business. Them. And where are they now? <laughs> How do you like them? Um, now? I'm sure they're doing very good. I'm sure they're all doing very, very good. To be honest. Um, but like they, you know, like I, they're a small studio, right? So they probably had one spot for someone to come in, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. Uh, that, that's what happens sometimes, right? It's really hard to to find the right people, especially if you're, um, you know, you don't have a lot of recs to fill. So, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, that was I'm cool. going to wrap up uh, my questions. Um, I'm going to skip some of the other ones, but uh, your favorite part about this particular GDC? 
Oh, my favorite favorite part. Um, yeah. Well, like the one of the, the the coolest things that I did was that um, my wife Liz came out with me. So we. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we got there a little bit early, so we, we basically left the weekends on the side of the week, um, and we kind of hung out at San Fran, checked out, checked out San Fran, so uh, just being able to, like, you know, go with her and, and spend time with her um, was good, and then, like, at dinners, you know, when I'm hanging out with my game dev friends, I'd call her up, and she'd, she'd Uber out and, and meet us for dinner and stuff, so she got to hang out with a lot of the, the, the devs and stuff as well. And we we had done that before, a couple of years before, so some of the people she knew, and so that that's like a really cool kind of experience that um, it's, it's hard to kind of replicate, right? Uh, so that's awesome. And then like, you know, barring that is, it's just seeing friends and stuff that I haven't seen, especially since the pandemic. So I haven't seen yeah, a lot of these sure. people for, for years now. Um, and so we we keep in touch, but it's better when you get to like have dinners and lunches and stuff with them and talk shop and and all that good stuff. So that that's my favorite part for sure. All right, I'm gonna hop in here. Uh, I think I already know the answer to this one, but uh, Dice was in Vegas this year. Yep. Did you happen to go to that as well? I did not. Dice is wow. Dice is like how like if you have E3 and PAX, which is for consumers, and then GDC is for mm-hmm. developers. Uh, Dice. I think is is mostly for like the business aspect of games, um, okay. and so so like a lot of you know uh, studio heads, VPs, marketing, um, that those type of people kind of get together, and there's a lot of like talks. Sometimes they'll have like keynotes and stuff from from developers and stuff, but it's not like a big developer heavy um, conference. It's it's really more for that side of things, for, from what I understand. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I've never been to to that uh, show before. It's uh, yeah, so I haven't been to that one. They coincided so well, I thought perhaps, but no, yeah, I've been to E three and and I think that's that's the only other show they used to have. I'm a, so sad that E three is not going to be. Yeah, I've cool. never been. It's cool. It was cool when when Evolve was coming out. We had a really cool booth and there's a good crowd and and uh, um, that was the same time Borderlands. I think was coming out so i was really excited to, to see that game so i got to like jump into that line and stuff it was pretty cool um but yeah that, that 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 was a pretty fun show but yeah i think the pax shows are sound like a i haven't been to one but they sound like a, a funner experience than e3 to be honest yeah. um so and and there's a bunch of them they're all over the country and so yeah, the, that's cool. the kid from holes just won the pac-man 99 tournament wow at this pax east boston wild that's crazy um, <laughs> that's super cool but yeah haven't been the dice um which aspect of gdc ranks higher for you the talks or the networking with other developers the networking um and like i i, I networking maybe is not like the best word it's probably like socializing and uh ne- networking makes it sound like i'm just trying to make connections w- with people wouldn't it just be just hanging out with your peers your peers in the industry yep. yes it's just yeah yeah it's, yep, it's, that's it yeah it's 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 mainly just like this is where everyone goes who's in your industry goes to meet other people in the industry because that's this is where you guys all grow from each other. This is yeah, yep. This is where For you sure. get the uh, the other perspective, the other ideas that make your industry grow. Yeah, yeah, and and it like helps kind of rejuvenate you. You know, like you hear other people's ideas and you get different encouragement to do different things. Because I'm not going to so, lie. I yeah. do I do remember you guys all coming home from GDCs and always being like, dude, we learned so much. Like, 
we met these people who were doing this and they did this and they're doing it this way. And we've never thought of it like that. Like, Oh yeah. Like, it, it, like, like, I mean, I'm um, I, I, like, it's, it's like the same with audio. Whereas, uh, you know, you can throw four audio guys in the same room and all of us are going to do it different. So it's just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, hundred percent. You know, you all have a different you way a to a, a, a attack the problem. Yeah. And like so, so, so the, net, the socializing aspect is my favorite part, and I think it's the most important. But you, you kind, you need the conference and the talks to kind of stimulate the conversation, right? Um, yeah, and gotcha, and bring, gotcha. bring everybody together. So, so you kind of need both. But my favorite part is seeing everybody. Like I still get a lot of benefit if I don't get to go, just watching the talks. I still, that's still really, really valuable. Um, but I mm-hmm. really miss out on on um, seeing you know, seeing my friends and talking to new people. Um, and every time I go to GDC, I think it, it helps my career in some way. Either I make a connection or, you know, I would, um, I got involved in like the AI guild and end up writing uh, articles for uh, a book and end up doing interviews and talks um, about AI um uh, as well uh, at GDC and in other places. So like there's, there's always some great thing that comes out of it that helps my career in some way. So it's always worth, worth the time. And now you're here. And now I'm the here. I know. Fallen. No, no, this is, this is the <laughs> pinnacle, the pinnacle of my career. I think that's what's going on right now. Um, but when you, when you are networking, do you all share ideas or is there like a CEO from your company standing over your shoulder, like a KGB agent? making sure that you do not break that NDA in any way, shape or form. <laughs> I mean, we're, none of us are, are breaking NDAs. We're, we're pretty good at like talking, talking about shop without talking about our projects. Um, and, mm. and sometimes you, you're sometimes a lot of the, we're, we're talking about somebody else's talk that they just obviously got permission to talk about. Right. So, yeah. you know, like, like, let's say like this year, we, you know, we saw a talk on um, uh, from this guy Alan from uh, Naughty Dog uh, that that's, that's talking about their their post system, which is um, how they how they have the AI pick positions to do things at, like go in the cover and shoot from and, and investigate and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, it's really really great talk. And and um, you know, Alan's a, like really great uh, educator. I think uh, he's got a great blog too. But um, he. You know, they they're they're really talking about like the optimizing that whole process, right, and making it faster. Um, and so, you know, that's what we'll talk about. We'll talk about, oh, like I do something similar, but he did this extra thing that was really cool, or blah 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 blah. Mm. You know, or oh, you know, you do that, I do this thing too. You know, and like so, you'll you'll have those conversations because you're not necessarily talking about a single project because we're we're talking about techniques that we use on every project, right? Um, and so there's no real like secret sauce there. It's really just like you know all, all the different ways to skin a cat, right? So you you don't re- you're not really talking about your IP or what you're particularly working on, um, but you're more talking about like this is what I would do or this is what I've done in the past and, and that kind of stuff. So um, it, there's really nothing. Uh, too much to worry about that. You do hear things, right? You hear things through the grapevine, um, but I will never repeat any of that stuff because I have no idea what I was supposed to hear, and not supposed to hear. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, we're we're yeah. all pretty pretty good at at you know we'll, we'll we'll try to slip it in there, you know, like oh yes, what was that project you're working on again? And they'll go ah, <laughs> you know, like we're always we're doing that, but I don't think anyone's ever been successful uh, <laughs> at getting someone to squeal. <laughs> so yeah. Um, all right, now we're getting into the. Uh... 
the Johnny area of questions here. Oh, yeah, uh, sweet. First off, as far as the talks go, mm. are they usually all, like, one-off this specific subject this year? Or are there some that, like, over that are arching stories over multiple years? Like, we're still working on this. Oh, 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 interesting. Um, most, most talks are about something people have finished. Uh, but sometimes there are talks about like games that are currently running, right? Um, so my buddy Daniel uh, is the lead AI guy on Warframe, which has been, I think they just hit 10 years um, as a game as a service, which is insane. That's so amazing. Um, and so he's been doing talks about Warframe for years now uh, at GDC. Um, and so, but typically after some, some part has, has, uh, um, has uh has finished oh i actually got a perfect example for this uh my buddy Jonas, um he does he does bots cartel you'll love this uh so he does all of the qa bots for ea so for battlefield battlefront uh plants for zombies all that kind of stuff he does like the qa bots um, to make sure the game just runs really well right um and finds bugs and all that kind of stuff so he did a talk Oh man, maybe back in 2018, 19, um, when he started this process and he was doing it for, I think on Battlefield 5, um, where he was building the, the QA bots. Um, I think they're called Autobots. No, that's wrong. That's, 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 that's your other IP. Just, <laughs> I, I, just, I just, probably just got him in like super bad trouble. No, no, uh, but, but yeah, no, if he worked for Dice, I'm in, in his name. I'm pretty sure I am familiar with him because, uh, yeah, I am familiar with many of the uh, Dice team because because of my love for uh, yeah, you love you love those games. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. So that Frostbite engine, I love it. <laughs> oh yeah, man. So so he so he did it on five, and this year he did a talk about you know, going from Battlefield 5 to doing all the other games, right? Uh, 2042, um, I think he did, uh, the talk was about that. It was about um, Plants for Zombies, um, about um, Battlefront. Um, and, and what's cool is that these things were so, these bots were so successful that I think new modes came out in like things like Battlefront where there was bots that played on your side and stuff like that, uh, where they started doing stuff like that. Yeah. So, that, so that, that yeah. was super cool. He even did bots for the the Dead Space remake, um, which was a, which is another really cool uh, thing that was in his talk, mm-hmm. right? So so not only is he doing bots for like multiplayer competitive games, but also for single player games, which is really cool, right? So he's kind of leading the charge on that stuff. Really really cool cool stuff. So that's like a, a continuing story, right? And so yes, people will come back and go. So you know when we said we did this, uh, <laughs> you know this this happened, right? Another example is. Um, Insomniac Games um, had a talk on moving their tool set for their engine, like their editor and stuff, to the web browser and using their web browser as a front end. And then they did a follow-up talk um, years later um, about how that went. Um, oh. So, so yeah, there's there's sometimes there's these like overarching stories uh, with talks, which is pretty cool. Yeah, good question. All right, now let's get let's get silly. All right. Who's your game dev crush slash hero? Ooh, I got, I definitely have them. Um, so I, I got a couple. Uh, I, there's, there's a lot, of, but I won't say them all because that it'll take a long time. So um, <laughs> I think one of my favorites that I, that I have a little, a little crush on right now is um, this guy uh, Casey uh, 
uh, Muratori, I think is, is how you say his last name. He is a programmer. He actually worked at Gas Powered Games on Dungeon Siege, uh, starting out, I think. Um, but then he moved over to a middleware company called Rad Game Tools, um, which Rad uh, Epic bought them recently. But they've like if you've watched a cutscene in a in a video game, you've uh, like they made Bink. I don't know if you've you've seen like yep. the Bink Bink video encoding um, thing pop up. Uh, but they they do yeah. tons of stuff like that. There's like Bink and Casey worked on the animation tech. Um, they're called Granny, um, and, and which I think Destiny's uh, animation system is based off of. Um, I heard him say recently, um, uh, the, all that kind of stuff, right? So, so Rad Game Tools is kind of known as being a bunch of bunch of badass programmers doing some really cool middleware plugin plugins. And so Casey, what's what's really cool about Casey and and why I like to follow him is is that he's just like an incredible educator. He his big thing he does now is Handmade Hero. Where he codes a game from scratch. He's he's I don't know. He's got like 500 episodes on his YouTube channel, um, and the guy's a stellar. Like if you want to learn how to program video games and be really good, um, just, just start following that series. It's free, um, and it's 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 really great. Um, he's so good. Like anybody that could teach, explain the GJK collision overlap algorithm uh, is a good educator because no one can do that. No one can explain that well and this guy that's how i found him was that he actually did this this great video back in the early 2000s on gjk um which is uh it's how we it's a way of detecting two things overlapping um it's named after the people who created it i don't know who they are but it's insanely complicated like you read the algorithm uh multiple people describe this in books and it just it's it sounds like nonsense and like uh casey's talk is is basically him going Okay, I, I I think I could actually explain this to someone. He's like, I'm gonna attempt to do it, and he does it. And it's fantastic. And so just with that, um, you know, he's just continued that with like great talks about API design, um, uh, immediate mode GUI was another talk he did, uh, which was great. And the handmade hero stuff's awesome. Lately, he's been doing uh, his the big controversy he's done on Twitter is something called um, he did a a, a video called. Um, Clean code, horrible performance, which is which is uh, him talking about um, uh, clean code, the idea of uh, clean code and how it's terrible uh, for programs. <laughs> uh, which uh, I agree. I think you can have both. I think you can have both. Nope, I do not agree. <laughs> I, I agree with Casey. Oh man, I can I can see um, Mike going off on this. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. Um, I've I've been in plenty of code bases where people think they can do this and it's always bad. Um, and if you're really trying to make stuff fast and, and work in a way that computer can understand and, and that you can maintain, clean code stuff is um, terrible. Uh, so different definitions of clean. <laughs> nope, that's what that's that's part of his video. Uh, is he's like, nope, there's a book. It says to do these things, and these are the things that he's that he's talking about basically, and what what Casey has problem with. So so that's. We don't need to get into that too much, <laughs> but definitely flame war. What was his YouTube? Uh, Handmade Hero. If you if you just do a search for Handmade Hero, uh, you'll you'll run into him uh, for sure. All right, I'll add that into our uh, post with the uh, yeah. full sale information and all that. Yeah, he also does. A, he also does a conference. I don't know if he's still doing it, but like the Handmade Conference and stuff like that, which is pretty cool too. So uh, I haven't um, been to that, but same 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 kind of deal. Lectures and stuff. Uh, I was going to say uh, another guy is named uh, Harvey Smith. Um, he is the uh, creative director at Arcane. Um, 
I started following him. Um, uh, he did this GDC talk called Orthogonal Unit Design, uh, which I thought was just brilliant. Um, and so I uh, did a Google search, put him on Twitter and follow him. Um, so if you don't know, Arcane did like the Dishonored series or is that right? Is it this? not Dishonored. Is it Dishonored? Yes. Yeah. Arcane Lions yeah. did Dishonored and Deathloop. Yes, Deathloop, and and the next the new one's going to be I think Redfall, the vampire. Uh, game. Oh God, that looks so good. Yeah, yeah. So so he's 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 he, if you do search for him, he's got some really great talks. Um, I like how he thinks and talks about design. Um, so so he he's one of my my favorites. Um, and then this other designer called named uh, Tom Francis who. Uh, made uh, games called Gunpoint and Heat Signature were two indie titles. Um, I, I believe Tom started as a game journalist um, and then just jumped into. He actually made Gunpoint and Heat Signature with Game Maker, um, which is kind of like you know I would have considered like a kind of a toy engine. Um, to play around with, but a lot of people make games with it. And so he went from being a game journalist to uh, having his own little studio and, and uh, he's working on his latest game. Um, but he's got a great YouTube channel where he, where he does all these like cool videos about where he just talks about game design. Um, and I find it like really interesting. Um, so super, super big fan of his. Yeah. So those, those guys, I, I kind of have a crush on. Um, uh, I can keep going, uh, but uh <laughs> I don't know how long we, how long you want me to keep going. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're giving us gold here, so however long you want to keep going, but uh... sure, uh, I keep going. Yeah. Uh, so another, uh, I've I've kind of talked about them, uh, talked about their stuff already. Um, Jonathan Rogers, who's one of the co-founders of Grinding Gear Games, who does Path of Exile. Um, he uh, actually cool story about um, him in GDC. Uh, so he did a talk. Um, at a little gamer meetup in like they're in New Zealand um, and where he's talking about the procedural generation of their levels and stuff. Um, and it's mm. probably one of the coolest PCG talks um, I've seen in, in forever, probably since I've, se- I've seen, right? Because what's cool about their PCG is that it's designer directed, right? The designers have a lot of say in over how these levels get generated but they're still procedural and different every time, um, which is really, really cool. So I, I was just kind of enamored with with uh, him and, and how they did this stuff. And so one GDC, uh, I don't know, like four or five years ago, um, standing outside and I look over I like, like at the road outside the conference and uh, I look over and I'm like, oh, that's that guy. That's that guy, Jonathan, from, from uh, Path of Exile and Grinding Gears. And so I went over and started chatting him up and, and uh, sure enough, it was him and we started talking about like his talk, his procedural generation talk and stuff. And uh, I was like, Hey, you know, I don't know what you're doing later, but if you want, like me and some friends are going to grab some dinner, um, you know, uh, you're welcome to, to join us. And he's like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll think about it. You know, he's like, Oh, give me your number. And then, so I gave him my number and I didn't think he'd, you know, I didn't think he'd call me back, but he called me back. And so he had dinner with us. There was about like seven or eight of us. I uh, went and got Chinese and talk shop all night. And like, that's just one of those cool kind of experiences. Um, and those guys kill it over there at Grinding Gears. And uh, his partner, Chris, who's one of the other co-founders, did an, like a sick, sick talk about Path of Exile at GDC, I think, uh, 2019, um, just about how they set up uh, Path of Exile. Um, and it's fantastic. It was, that, that was like one of my favorite talks at GDC, period. Um, so 
Um, those guys are great. Um, really cool stuff. I mean, Path of Exile speaks for itself. If you've played it, if you haven't, and you like Diablo style mm-hmm. games, you're, you you should be playing that game uh, for sure. One thing about Path of Exile, real quick, that yeah, I amazes me is uh before i got the machine i'm on right now mm-hmm. i had a hand-me-down machine and that was where i first played path of exile and i was like oh this is like playing diablo 2 yep. this is fun and then i went over to mike's house and he loaded up path of exile and i was like oh <laughs> this is much more beautiful than diablo 2 <laughs> but it still runs on that piece of shit that i had yeah that potato right yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, man, so, yeah, those guys was... <laughs> are, yeah, they, they do really, really cool stuff over there. Um, and so, you know, how they do their, you know, their production and stuff is also like really inspiring. So I like a lot of the, I like a lot of the, the games and studios where um, not only is the, the game great, but like the way they build the game is really interesting. So like the Warframe mm-hmm. guys, Digital Extremes, that whole story and how that came, uh, Warframe came about. And the fact that I'm, I'm friends with Daniel and, and I've heard a lot of uh, the cool stuff that they've done, um, which through his talks and stuff, uh, at GDC talks and stuff. So it's like really cool to see how they build that game. And they talk about it too. I think the, um, their creative uh, head over there, um, his name, I think his name is Steve Sinclair. And he does some really great talks um, about how like they couldn't, they were trying to get this game made. No one wanted to do this game. Right, like nobody wanted to make Warframe, and like the pitch, I think the general pitch was like uh, um, uh, uh, space ninjas. Uh, it was le- they're basically like it's like Left 4 Dead in space, but you're with space ninjas, right? Um, and you're like, that's fucking cool. Like, why, why no? And, but nobody would would touch it, and so they ended up, you know, uh, doing that game like free to uh, not free, yeah, free to play. Um, right when free to play was beca- beginning a thing, right? This is ten years ago, so. Um, you know, they they launched beta and and uh, I think he said he they launched the game where they were taking money in in, in beta uh, for like founders packs and stuff. But they he's like we launched a game with a levels worth of art assets, like just a single level. That's mm. how much art assets they had. But since it was procedural generated, they could make they could fill out all this this content that they needed to fill out. You know, at the beginning, uh, which is just fucking amazing that they could do that so so these guys like that, that's really interesting digital extremes the guys who do remnant uh, i think they're uh uh what is it gunfire gunfire games um they're you know remnant was a really cool game and from what i've heard about that project is is a really cool story too which i don't think i could talk about but uh really really inspirational on how they build that stuff for sure right on. uh well you're wrong i'm it's wrong. tim schaefer is the answer Tim Schafer? Uh, Tim Schafer is is the game dev crush that oh that I should have should, yeah man he's yes. he's I mean yeah, if you want to talk about the obvious people that people have heard, I could say John Carmack I did I was behind Tim Sweeney this year we we're me and my buddy were walking back to to get some food and Tim Sweeney like was outpacing us and I was like elbowed my buddy's like oh look Tim Sweeney you know like that's fucking cool man. <laughs> he seems like a super nice guy. Um, in in Ep- the Epic Studio is really really awesome too. They got like a slide and stuff. I've I've, I've slid down that slide before. Super super. Going to just name drop the slide. Uh, <laughs> um, so really really cool studio. Uh, got a lot of friends over there. It's 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 a cool place. So yeah man. So that's cool. Yeah. Tim Schafer of course man. He's he's amazing. Uh, uh, 
I think I'm friends with some people that are still over there. I don't know if they're still over there, but they do cool shit. Isn't isn't the Psychonauts two coming out or or did it already? It already started oh, out gosh. on Game Pass. Oh my gosh, I got to play that. Oh wow! Oh yeah, wow! I'm, I'm behind. Come on, man. <laughs> Get up to date. I know. I know. So along with that question, though, okay. uh, biggest starstruck moment at GDC? Like, have you eaten at the same restaurant as Kojima? No, no, yeah. Has Kojima ever been to D- GDC? I don't even know. Oh, no, I think I think so for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, like the the story I talked about, uh, Jonathan Rogers from Path of Exile. That was that was pretty star. The, the fact that he came out and yeah, ate with yeah. us, you know, like that was that was pretty huge. Um, yeah, I think um, I think that's that's it. I don't know, like a lot of the people that I've met there that I, that I consider like friends and stuff. Now I was a little starstruck when I met a lot of them, you know, um, cause they've worked on like really cool stuff. Um, and so I don't know, you, you kind of like meet, you know, these, these, you're, you're kind of fanboys of them and, and you meet them and, and you start talking and hanging out and stuff like that. And like that, that sounds really cool. But, uh, yeah. I know the coolest moment I ever had is like one night I was drunk as shit and, uh, ju- <laughs> Jubba, our old roommate, called me up and said, "Hey, what's the uh, the passcode for uh, the Guitar Hero to unlock every song?" And I like gave him the code, and he like puts it in, and all I hear behind him is a crowd of people just go, "Yeah!" <laughs> because he you just blew out because your mind. <laughs> well, well well he unlocked it for the entire gdc uh save file that, that weekend oh, wow, that's, fuck. that's hilarious and like like he, awesome. he he said that like he like he never paid for a drink the rest of the weekend because everyone <laughs> bought him drinks <laughs> that's hilarious i i i think the other starstruck thing was um I think when me and Mike were there, like our, our, the first couple of years or whatever, where like we were at the hotel and like Stevie came and uh, what is it? Cliffy B uh, was there um, and, and just listening to yeah. them talk shop. I think that was that like old stories, like like a lot of those, a lot of those guys, especially especially the Ed guys, like you know John Romero and stuff. Like the stories were just come on, man, they're 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 awesome, you know. Like you're just hearing how that how they were figuring shit out back then. It's it was mind blowing, you know. So. Yeah, I uh, I just read a book, uh, Blood, Sweat, and mm. Pixels, that is uh, about a bunch of different game dev cycles and whatnot. And uh, yeah, hearing all those stories is it was also funny. We were uh, we were just in a hotel lobby or something like that at one point, having drinks with some guys, and it turned out they were the devs for Big Game Hunter. Oh yeah, that's just, we totally. Yeah, and yeah. those were some those were some cool yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's cool. I, mean, they, I think, and they they totally knew that like their game was like funny and <laughs> just had fun with it. Those those guys, I'll tell you this, made a lot of money, a lot of money. Oh, I'm sure. oh my god, they were like the highest. Like so, you know, when I was at, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was something along this like this. I think when when I was at uh, High Moon, we were doing the license games. Like like I, I guess Activision kind of split up. There's like the license game division and then the original IP kind of division. And so we were doing license license game stuff. And I think somehow the big game, big game hunter guys, I think were a part of that too. Or maybe it was like a clone or it's like a similar game, but I think it was those guys. And like, they were saying like, those guys are the guys that fucking kill it. <laughs> you know, they're the ones that like are actually killing it. And we're like, really? And they're like, yeah, they're really destroying. Um, 
because people just love those big game hunter games and like they're fun right you know like yep. they're they're good games and you know you if you make a killer game you should you should kill it you know uh so uh yeah, yeah man th those guys are super cool i totally forgot about that wow crazy before i ask the the final question here cartel mike did you have any more questions nope i don't want to hear anything more from <laughs> mm, what are you asking me here <laughs> Uh, all right, all right, uh, never mind, uh, uh, never mind. So the final question I have here is uh, from Chatbot. Oh, nice. It goes, finally, the most important question of all, which is better, cats or dogs? Just kidding, we all know it's cats. The, is that the question? That's what you... chat, that's what, yeah, that's what chat GPT said was the best and final question I should ask. You're you. going to lose a listener. That's uh, it's dogs, it's dogs, <laughs> of course it's dogs. Not according yeah, to Chad GPT. Dags. <laughs> oh, you like Dags. Um. <laughs> nope, um. nope, nope. Not going to do it. <laughs> I, know, I, was, not, I, I heard uh, all the baits. I heard all the baits. Not going to do it. It wouldn't be Persian. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Troy. Uh, you have like an, an infectious uh, passion and joy about video game that even though... Half of the time, I'm lost because I'm a dum-dum. I still love hearing all of the stories. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, did you have anything that you wanted to plug? Like, uh, maybe you said you wrote an article? Oh, that was long, that was a long time ago. Uh, uh, no, you know, I don't even think you can get that book anymore. Um, I think it's out of print. But uh, you can get it online. I, I, I wrote an article for um, um, Game AI Pro. They're the first edition, um, and what the cool thing about the Game AI Pro books is that um, I think after two years, the whole book is free in PDF form. If you go to their site, Game AI Pro, um, you can search for my name, and you'll find my articles. Um, so that, that that's cool. I've also done a couple of talks at GDC. If you, if you search, uh, you might be able to find me, um, and uh, um, other than that, um, Lightspeed LA is hiring. <laughs> Uh, if if you if if you're looking for a game job and you know what you're doing, give us a call or email. Please, please, no one, no one follow Troy on LinkedIn. <laughs> 600, 669 is the perfect amount of followers, and that's and that's three people want to unfollow. Then. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know you could follow people on LinkedIn. I I know nothing about it. Uh, I think I got like three uh, Twitter followers. <laughs> that's how many we have. Nice. And that's how many listeners we have. Uh, <laughs> hey, we crushed it out there. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, let's call it a night. Yeah, uh, thanks. It was a lot of fun. No, thank you so much. Uh, we are the Italians. I'm Johnny. I'm Cartel. I'm Mike. Oh boy, that was so loud! You need to check your volumes, pal. And these uh, these probably aren't ending up on the uh, the recording either. They're just coming into our ears. Um, You'll add them oh in boy. post. <laughs> no, you're gonna add them in post. We just wasted Troy's time. Hey. All of its time. Oh, that's not even the right no. thing. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us at the tie-ins on all social media. Join our Discord, the link to which can be found on all said social media. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash the tie-ins. And please remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review.
on your favorite podcast platform. It helps connect us to more listeners like you. Well, not like you. Better, cooler listeners.